what it do, what the business is. Uh, I'm Rodney. I'm Jamal. Hey, what's up, y'all? Took a few weeks uh, away, but I'm here now. Y'all know this is Vince. And we are under construction. Pep up, Jamal. Pep up. Pep up. Come on, Jamal. We got we got to give the people what they want. We can't we can't be all some. You, you got your alcohol. You got your coke. Co- hey, you got a coke. Have a smile, man. Have a smile. <laughs> You should have a Pepsi. Yeah, I'm gonna leave that one yeah alone. we'll talk about that one next time. So Vince, you've been going for a little minute. How you been, man? Man, it's it's, it's been good. Jamal, stop staring at me, man. <laughs> um, no, it was good. You know, I um took care of a few things, and uh, you guys shouted me out last week mm-hmm. about the whole kickball thing. So you know, got me a little tourney title and okay, all that I good see. stuff. You know, so I lit in the kickball league. Nah, I ain't gonna say all that. It was it was it was a real low key tournament. The rules were a little different. The uh, the competition was still there, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, you know, so I got me a turning win, first first turning win in like three years. So you know, I'm feeling myself right now. Gotcha. Um, unlike this uh, professional basketball team that I'm sure we're gonna talk about. Woo! <laughs> Jamal, how have you been despite the uh, unfortunate tragic news? How does it look like I've been, man? Yeah, yeah, do, yeah. do I look happy right now? Yeah, maybe you just got like resting female dog face or something. Hey, is that, is that, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> is that, why are y'all so happy today? I mean, I I'm, I'm loving, I'm breathing, I'm happy. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, that, not, I'm not fine, basic, man. I'm great, man. The basic hallmarks, though. Hey, you woke up today, you should be happy. Woke up this morning, started me on my way. I'm good, man. That's, that's wonderful, man. All I'm right. not. It's All not right. a good day. All right, so I'm going to give you an opportunity to explain why it's not a good day. Uh, so uh, today, our uh, all-time leading scorer, best player ever, franchise centerpiece, undisputed king of Charlotte, Kimball Walker, uh, signed with the Boston Celtics. Out of all the damn teams. Out For of four all years, the teams. $141 million. Jamal, how do you feel about that? Give me everything. I want to know how you feel, man. Was made of life. I'll wave it back. Tell us how you really feel. Let it keep going. Let it keep going. We can't to see forever. But forever is gone away. We don't own the rights to this music. <laughs> you can't sue us because we don't have anything. To yesterday, <laughs> and uh, that is how Jamal is feeling, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I, I've said this before. I will say it again, man. Business aside, all the contract stuff aside from the Charlotte Hornets royally screwing this up. Aside from all that, that we'll get into really soon. Let me let me repeat for those who didn't hear me the first twenty times I've said this, man. I was born in Hartford, Connecticut. Me, me and my father share this bond of the Yukon Huskies. I've been a fan since I was eleven years old. Mm. I have watched Kimber Walker when he was a goofy little freshman. I say that out of love. When he was a goofy freshman playing behind some guy named AJ Price, who he should not have been playing behind. Where is he now? Who who know? I think he's working at Target or something, but whatever. Um, <laughs> is that right? Man. Right, at, is, hey, man, that's an honest day's work, man. <laughs> so forgive me if I'm not in the best mood today because how rare is it that somebody you've been rooting for that long ends up on your team and the trajectory looked like he was going to retire with your team mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it abruptly comes to an end? I can't speak as – uh, I can't speak as a pundit or a journalist. I'm a fan today. And as a fan, this sucks. This absolutely, positively sucks for me today. Vince. I can't be positive about it. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, I need a drink. Before I give my very, very conflicted answer, uh, first off, 
<clears throat> shout out to everyone that's watching right now via uh, Instagram Live. No shout out to everyone that will be listening to the uh, podcast later on tonight. And shout out to everyone that will be watching tomorrow when we post the video on Facebook. Um, I don't think we say it enough, but the support that we've gotten from you guys is definitely what keeps us going. And uh, we definitely do appreciate that. We hope we get better going forward. Um, now that that's out the way... <laughs> I really don't know how to feel about this I, because because you guys know I'm more so the look at the business side. Yeah. The last couple of months, I basically said, "Hey, whatever is going to happen, happen, needs to happen." Right. And I've 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 argued for Kimba staying. I've argued for him leaving because I thought he was going to go either to L.A. or to New York. You know, mm -hmm. um, for for different reasons. Can whatnot. I cut you off real quick? There's one thing I'm extremely happy about. Okay. At least he didn't go to the Lakers. Lord have mercy. At least he didn't go to the Lakers. At least he didn't go to the Lakers. Hallelujah. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, you're go good, right you're ahead. Good. But um, it sucks. And and I tell you what, in the in the in the days leading up to this becoming official, I was actually pretty indifferent. You know, I was like, mm -hmm. okay, if he's gonna go, he's gonna go. We now have direction. On, well, we have a pivot point to choose whatever direction we want to go. But when I was driving over here to do the podcast mm -hmm. and I got the notification, it actually hurt. Because it was like, oh, man, like, it's real now. Like, yeah, it's for, real. Right. Yeah. for right. eight years, like, right. he's been the player. He's been D1, consistent, constant, constant like, through the, the multiple draw. cultures, through 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 the players coming in and out. Through 7 and 59. 7 and 59. He's been D1. Right. He's been D1. Constant, mm -hmm. Consi like he hasn't missed a boatload of games. Mm -hmm. He's been the one consistent piece. Right. And I'll tell you guys a story real quick. When I was when I was younger, um, all the cousins and well, actually all the aunts and uncles because they were the ones who could drive. They all used to come. We all used to go to my grandma's house mm -hmm. every single Sunday, right? So when they come, obviously all the grandkids is there, and we played, we played spades, we played kickball, we played flag football, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. But as we started getting older. The older cousins stopped coming, right? Uh, they stopped coming. So the cousins that I like to hang out with, when they stopped coming, I was like Will Smith at the end of the Fresh Prince. So he was just in the room by himself. <laughs> I was like, dang, like, it's old. And, like, that's how I feel right now. Yeah. I'm like, oh, snap, like, it's actually it's, over. It's actually over. And, it's, and, like, that's how I feel right like, now. Like, <sighs> it's, 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 it's a reality that you knew it was coming. You thought you were, but did we really know what's coming? Hey, I don't we didn't know it was coming. coming did we, we know really it, know like, what's coming? Like, like when when I saw Woj report this two days ago. No, no, no. I knew it was official. I'm not talking about in the last Couple week days, or yeah. month. Oh, so. I, I understand. I understand. His commentary leading up. Because the thing is, man, I, I knew there was a possibility. I mean, no, it, it was definitely a possibility all along. Strong, but when man. he has been, con he was consistent in saying he, he wanted to be here. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, when, when has MJ not fumbled the bag? No, 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 no. That's no. another story. And, and here's, a, here's another thing. This goes all the way back to the year that we had Jeremy Lin, Jeremy Lin, uh, Courtney Lee, and all those guys. After that, after um, we got knocked out of the uh, the mm -hmm. playoffs. All three of those guys said, I want to be come a Hornet. Yeah. I want to come back. And as soon as they were able to go, they were gone. And ever since then, I told you guys for the last three years or so, I do not put any clout into anybody's words as far as whether or not they want it. Now, and I'm not I'm not calling. So, like, I, I heard Al Jefferson that was on the radio. I heard that he said he wanted to run back that team. But. I'm, I'm thinking they got indication from management. We're not going to resign all y'all, so y'all just go ahead and get but what you can get. But let's add but, let's add context to that. I don't think there was possible for them to resign everybody, especially well, when you gave Nick Batum all that money. Uh, because you have to keep in mind, Jerry Millen took a big contract with 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 uh, Brooklyn. With Brooklyn, yeah, yeah. Well, Brooklyn he was good. Yeah, he, he took was good. his contract was seventeen million a year. Man, Al Jefferson, who was made ten. I mean, he that was ten million for a guy who was literally on his way out the league. So there's context with that team. And I think what Courtney Al, Lee took another big I deal. I think so. with Al Jefferson, though, I think um, because cause we talked about this in the group, the only way for Al Jefferson to have come back the next year was for him to come off the bench. Right. And I don't think he – and I think that might have been what got him out the door to get out of here as well. But even still, the it, it, okay, if you say, you know what, I'm going to do what's best for me and my family, whatever is offered to me, and then you take off – 
I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. But if you're, I want to stay, 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 boom, I'm gone. Like I always, and, and and I'm I'm not gonna relate that to Kimba because I know what Kimba is all. He's a he's a humble guy. He's a quiet guy. I think he legitimately wanted to stay here. Right. And I don't know how offended he was by the Hornets offer. So, I think so, he so, was pretty damn offended. So so honestly, was five years one sixty fair? Um, here's the thing. I'm glad you asked that. In normal circumstances, that was a fair deal. Mm-hmm. I think it was more than a fair deal. But guess what? This wasn't normal circumstances. Got gotcha. you. You get what I'm saying? Like, hindsight is 2020. We say that a lot. So you look at all the contracts. You look at you look at Biz. I'm not not Biz because we didn't give him the yeah, contract. Yeah, yeah. But when you look at MKG, Marvin. Cody, Marvin, and obviously Nick. Nick, and you look at it in hindsight. Those guys are obviously overpaid. Mm-hmm. So now you get to Kimba, and it's like, well, let's be fair now. No, no. Why? Why do we want to get frugal and be fair now? Overpay him like you overpaid everybody <laughs> else. I mean, but, now I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. But Kimba might be going for that money, but is ultimately fair to his career that we that we got to be tied up with these other contracts for two more years, and then. We give him a hope, like maybe and see, and, we'll and, bring somebody else. And in. I'm, 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 I'm kind of the same way. Like if we would have signed him for those five years, yeah, great, he deserved it. Da 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 da. But for at least two more years, he's frustrated right. because yeah. we now, right. now, now, I still believe we could have competed just because of what we saw after the All Star right, right, break. Right, right, yeah. right. But for whatever reason, Coach Borrego has a liking to Marvin Williams and Nick Batum, <laughs> and. <laughs> Even though he's gone now, and we're kind of deviating, but even though he's gone now, and even though we have Rozier, if I'm the coach, um, all those young guys are playing opening night. Yeah. But I have this pit in my in my stomach right now. That Nick Batum is going to be out there starting. And Cody Zeller and Marvin Williams will be starting. I I, I almost want to go to the first game and carry a bag of fruit just in case Nick Batum is starting. Get your ass off the court. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm going to do the first time Nick Batum dribbles the ball off his damn foot, <laughs> the first time he turns the ball over, when he the, the, the first time his man blows by him. I better not be sitting close that night. I don't know what I'm going to do, man. I, I just want to make two points on that real quick about whether or not Kimba's offer was fair. A report came out today that he asked for five years, 175. Yeah. Was going to get, yeah. If the Hornets, if that's true, and the Hornets let him go over fifteen million dollars, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's indefensible. You cannot defend it's, that. Okay. It's, yeah, it's, that's, it's that's indefensible. That's more than fair. Five years, one seventy-five is more than fair uh, for for Kimba to ask. Especially for. when you pretty much knew you were going to let Jeremy Lamb Ex- and Frank exactly. Kaminsky go now, as well. And here's my deal. I think here's what hurt the Hornets. I I think I don't think the Hornets management. Wanted Kimba Walker to make the All NBA team, and I think that's point, what hurt. Good point. Because if 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 the if Kimba qualifies only for the one ninety, yeah. if he qualifies for one ninety, that one sixty one offer so it doesn't look so bad. But the fact you can give him two twenty one and you offer him one sixty one, I think because it's such a discrepancy, right? I think that's why it looks so bad. Now. I did. I did a few numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Kemba Walker won at one seventy-five, five years, right? Mm-hmm. That would have been thirty-five million. Now, considering that Charlotte was able to offer two twenty, one seventy-five or one sixty-one is not well. That, that's a pretty low number, right. right? No matter which one he took, right? So right. when you look at the overall contract, it's a low number. But when you look at the by year numbers, had he got there five years, one seventy-five, he would have been getting thirty-five million a year, right? Now we love Kemba Walker. He has all of our records, and he's yes. been a da 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 da. Right. In addition to that, right now, James Harden is getting thirty-eight million a year on his current contract. Mm-hmm. PG is getting up with Paul George. PG is getting thirty-three. Steph is getting forty mil, and LeBron James is getting thirty-seven. Mm-hmm. So, as great as Kimba is, has right. been, he's are we that, putting him in that same echelon of players? And, and I'm. I'm glad you brought up those names because here's here's one com- comparable contract that that I that I was looking at. You know, when it comes to Kimba on in at the negotiating table, Kyle Lowry makes thirty one a year. Mm-hmm. Sometimes this is how the market gets messed yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? Because there's 
anybody who knows basketball knows Kimba's contract should be more than Kyle Lowry's theoretically. And, you get what I'm saying? And let me help you out with that. With with me spinning out these numbers, I intentionally left out Lowry because it hurt my argument. <laughs> I intentionally left him out. I mean, you could throw Mike Conley in there too. You can throw Mike Conley in there. I think Conley's actually justified his contract. Yeah, he's, he's just, pretty good. He's he pretty plays good. in Memphis and we don't see him because right, right, they don't right. win. Utah now. Right. Utah. Yeah, when he got traded, yeah. I, right. I think he's actually justified it. But to reel this back in, make no mistake about it, the Hornets royally screwed this up. They royally screwed this up. Now, the one narrative that I've been seeing that's a little annoying, but there is some truth to it, is the fact that, you know, maybe they should have traded him a couple of seasons ago. But at the same time. <laughs> Listen, Jamal. However, let me finish. I told you let, so. Let me finish. The I told you so crowd is, is in full effect and clowns, but we'll get to that later. But the thing about that is, you know, reg whatever happened with them train them, not train them, whatever. Who knows whether they were their thinking was, well, we know we're going to resign him, so we're not going to push as hard to trade him if we don't get what we want. You get what I'm saying? Gotcha. Two points to that. I don't, I hate when the fan base says we should have traded him because when you say that we should have traded him, you make it sound like they at least didn't attempt to. Mm -hmm. And they did. And they did. Now, they in did. addition to Kimba, the entire starting five was on the trade block. Right. And 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 they they couldn't trade Kimba away because teams was asking for too much in return. They wanted to dump off a bad contract, right. and teams weren't willing to accept it. So when you say that they should have traded them, you're 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 showing your ignorance. <laughs> now, well, to no. my second point, I'll give you start on that. To but. my second point, um. With with Kimba walking uh, or going to Boston, that same crowd who has been saying we should have traded them, we should have traded them. Well, what did we just execute today? We just executed. Well, it's proposed a sign a trade uh, for Terry Rozier, uh, who if Kimba just signed with Boston, all right, we won't be able to afford Terry Rozier. Right. Uh, and, and even though we've done that sign and trade, how has that we should have traded Kimba away crowd responded? Oh, $19 million a year. Oh, my gosh. He can't shoot. Career backup. He's, um, he's, he's 26, look, 25. Look, 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 look. That, that brings me to a point that I, that I was going to try to fit into this discussion so, somehow. But No, just, we're emotional today. Don't worry about fitting that. No, just but, but say, this is, this say it with your chest. Let that hit out your heart. It's a perfect segue to what I was about to say. I posted something in the Hornets group and on Twitter, and what it said was, throughout this whole ordeal, it is exponentially disappointing because there are a huge segment of the Charlotte fan base who, me personally, I didn't see this much passion and discussion about the Hornets and damn sure didn't see them in any games. All of a sudden, it's like, Hornets, what are you doing? It's fake passion. Yeah. It's, it's trolling. It's almost like they couldn't wait for something to yeah, fail. It's, it's, it's like... You get what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's like they expose themselves in a way. Like, when you hear them discuss the Hornets, like, Michael should have did this. He like, but did you realize this happened and this happened? But no, man. Because you don't follow the team. The, the thing, and you don't care for the team. And, you, and you, this, you see the team doing bad and you want to pile on. This has nothing end. to do with what you guys are talking about, but I'm going to steal 10 seconds and let you guys have it. No, Hornets fans, you cannot go buy a Camel Walker Boston Celtics jersey and call yourself a Hornets fan. You are fan. a clown you if you do that. You cannot do that, okay? You are a when, certified when, clown. When Boston comes, if I see you, I'm calling you out point blank. If you want to wear your Camel Walker jersey, uh, Hornets jersey, cool. But if you wear a Boston Celtics jersey with Camel Walker, no, I'm calling you out. Clowns, Get clowns, ready to catch clowns. a Nah, I ain't going to say catch a fade. I, <laughs> I, I don't like going to jail. But no, you can't do it. All right, y'all good now. So, um... <laughs> Next year, I'm proposing a trip to uh, the Boston Garden. <laughs> and, and, that's and, not a good idea, man. I don't, I don't like fighting, bro. I, right. I think I, I'm past that's that stage in my idea, life, man. I'm, well, I'm, let's go to uh, let's go to Brooklyn. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, and I'm glad you said that because it connected another player to this entire conversation. Boston fans. Or or Charlotte fans that know Boston fans, get this to Boston fans. For the last two years, these two fan bases have been mm. at each other's throats about who's the better Kimba player. Kimba and Kyrie. Boy. You guys Kimba are about. Kimba is not Kyrie. Kimba's not as good. The Boston fan base is pissed off 
they're, they're getting Kemba right now. Like generally speaking, they're because 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 they're, they're saying oh, we're, hold on now, hold on now. No, All right, go no, ahead. No, I'm not letting you finish. No, they're Please they're saying they're saying we're finish. getting a poor man's version of of Kyrie, Great. and he's just as much of a ball hole, and and it's blowing my mind. But when they go head to head, Kemba busts his ass every game, every time. every right. single game. And I watched him drop 42 on on Kyrie and, in the highs. Now right. I'm gonna say one more thing. I'm gonna let you have it. Right. Now Charlotte fans are about are about to catch heat. Um, in the next couple of years coming, because Kemba Walker will be the same player that he's been here showing, yeah. and I mean that in a good way. But because he's in Boston, he's about to get a lot more TV time. And when the world sees how good of a player he is, it's gonna come. Charlotte, how did y'all let him go? Jordan, how did y'all let him go? Y'all been having this for eight years, so we're we're, we're gonna prove that he's better than uh, Kyrie, but we're gonna catch heat because we let our best player go. What was really going to be annoying about that is there are Charlotte people who are going to do that. Yep. There are people in Charlotte who going who going to start watching Kimbo on national TV. Man, Jordan suck, man. Why we let him? <laughs> He's been the same guy for eight years. We we got this same Kimbo that y'all about to get. However, to the main point that I wanted to get to, I don't understand why Kimbo Walker went to Boston for less money. So shout out to Kimbo, the first African American player like major player ever to sign with a Boston franchise in their prime which is let which me, is big for for the city's reputation. Let me let, let, let me let me let me say this man. So, okay, you take less money. Let me let me repeat that. Kimber took less money to go to a team who is better. They'll they'll be in the playoffs. What's their ceiling? What's the Celtics ceiling in the next 1 to 2 years? I can't call it, man. I, I we got, can't I, call it. I, I, I got to see how Brown and Tatum play. On paper right now, are the Celtics like, are they clear favorites for the East? Am no. I missing something? Definitely. You get what I'm saying? But you know what, though? Even with them not being clear favorites, they're they're better than the best thing Kimba's done as a Hornet. That, yeah. That's fine. But, but <laughs> Team-wise, not individual. But the point I'm trying to make is, if you wanted, if he wanted to leave Charlotte so bad and go win, go big. Yeah. Try to win a championship. You get what I'm saying? Now, I'm going to need a shower after I, I say this, but if you really wanted to try to win big, go to the Lakers. Like yeah. Rodney said, God, I need a shower after I say that. <laughs> I, ooh, Lord. Let me speak on that real quick. <laughs> I've always maintained that Kimba Walker does not ride coattails. He's been the guy. That's a good point. He's been the guy ever since high school. If he goes to L.A., He's the third option yeah. at best. If he goes, hell, if he goes to Philly, third option. If he goes, you know, to any of the the championship contenders, he's not the man. He's the man in Boston now. Yeah, he's he's the guy. They're gonna be looking for him to be the captain like he was here, and I think that was part of his decision. Where can I go and win? Not necessarily a championship, but just be on a winning team, right. but also be the leader for that team. And Boston kind of makes sense. In that regard, because but I the, th- the thing is, <laughs> like I I just didn't understand that with Al Horford being out the door, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I I don't think his sign has been made official yet. Yeah, yeah. But all indications <clears throat> looks like he's going to Philly. You know what I mean? So I again, man, I'm just him well, going to Boston is a little surprising. Well, and here's the deal that goes back to the Kyrie Irving effect because two years ago this team surprisingly went to the Eastern Conference Finals mm-hmm. without uh, their two best players. They come back, and, and, I, and I'm glad that Boston hasn't traded Hayward yet because with, with the injury that he's had, his second year, he's about, he's going to come back to where he was before he got – I'm predicting that now. Yeah, but that's understated. Yeah. With, with Kyrie, this showed the world, or it should have shown how much of a cancer that Kyrie really yeah. is because your best player comes back, and you struggle, and you limp, and you do worse than what you did without you. Right. And to add a couple more notes to that, Horford was on his way out. But once it was imminent that Kyrie was signing somewhere else, reports started coming out that Horford might go back to Boston now. Mm-hmm. That he might actually sign. And, and, and I also think that if whatever happened in the locker room this year didn't happen, I also think that Rozier re-signs with Boston. Because when you look at the way that they played two seasons ago, it was truly a team. So let me, let me ask you a question. So let me ask you a question. So 
we we know that Kyrie was a cancer. Is is well is a cancer. <laughs> um, <laughs> another one there right now. Is a cancer. So how do you see Rosier bouncing back with the Hornets? Now now that it's his team per se, do 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 you think he bounced back to that 2018 form? Or um, more like of a backup type I, guy. I, I'll I'll tell you that he he won't be a backup type. Yeah, he type won't guy. be a backup um, type. I I'll, I'll tell you this, man. I'm just I'm judging from you know what I've seen when when Kyrie went down. I'm judging from like how he feels, you know, how how he conveys his feelings d- during interviews. I really like Terry Rozier in a sense that I think he has a chip on his shoulder. Man. Yeah, I agree. really yeah, yeah, think yeah, yeah, yeah. Terry Rozier, and I really think he felt some kind of way when Boston pursued Kimball Walker. Because with Kyrie being out the door, and I'm just speculating. I don't know Terry Rozier or all the Celtics and like that. But I'm just speculating when Kyrie was walking out the door, Terry Rozier was finally like, all right, cool. Like My team ready now, to roll. We, we went to the Eastern Conference Finals with me starting well, the point guard. And I'll, say, I'll go ahead and say no to that. Because even before... Uh, Rozier had did a few interviews with uh, with First Take, mm-hmm. and he already, he had already said he was like, "Nah, I think I'm out the door." Okay, he, he I, said, I, I didn't see that. Yeah, so, they but. um there was a lot of discontent in that locker room. Uh, Marcus Smart, he he's made he made yeah. comments during the season. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't and, think they ever got along. Yeah, and yeah. and, no, and yeah, know. so the dynamic of the team changed, and yeah. I think what's gonna happen, um, it's gonna end up being your Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady, Toronto Raptors. Where everybody went their separate way, right? And then they're gonna do a thirty for thirty and say, "Damn, we should have stayed together." <laughs> <laughs> and that's what's gonna that that well, could be and, true. And if Horford doesn't go back, some years down the road, him and Rozier will be saying that we should have we should we shouldn't have left. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. So, what is the direction of the team now to you? Are we in rebuilding phase, or, <laughs> or, or, or are, we, well, are we returning the, the this, wheels of mediocrity? This goes back to nice a, a conversation that you guys talked about earlier. You guys said that if Kemba Walker leaves, the Hornets are in tank mode. Not an intentional tank, right. but they're in a tank. By the default. They're, in, the tank, they're in tank mode right Let now. Let me, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. It might be a little surprising being the mood I'm in today. I think getting Terry Rozier was bigger than we're making it to be because when Kim Walker left, like I was like, wow, Devontae Graham is the starting point guard right now. This is without knowing what we're going to do. Like looking at our cap situation, it was like, wow, we're really in dire straits at, at, at point guard. Here's what I, here, here's my thing, man. Still got faith in those young guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Still got, and, and the thing is, if, if we finally decide to, get our head of our ass, we could be a version of the Brooklyn Nets. Could be. Because right now... You took that from me. Could be. Could be. Here's the thing, man. I know a lot of people have no reason to have any faith in this organization right now. I completely understand. The way we just botched this, that is completely understandable. Hopefully, going forward, we can look at what we do have and wait it out with these bad contracts. Keep in mind, what was it? Three of them come off yeah. pretty soon. And then two the following year. Two the following year. So in that aspect, is it gets better. It opens up cap space. We still have the young guys. Who Our, knows, um, man? M- MKG has thirteen coming off next year. Uh, Marvin has fifteen coming off, and then Biz has 17. seventeen coming off. Right. And the year after that, there's forty two million tied up with Cody Zeller and Nick Batum alone. That's coming off. So for the next two years. I think we'll be like those those Baron Davis, Monte Ellis, Golden State Warrior teams, where we won't we won't win many games, but it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of highlights. So let me ask you a question. So the Nets have supposedly have a blueprint, but do we have a Sean Marks in place to implement that blueprint? I in don't. Our front office? I and and we say that they have a blueprint. But I think that blueprint was unintentional. I think they accidentally came <laughs> they into, this fell into it. <laughs> into this good. Now I will say that this past year they were supposed uh, was supposed to be a tank year, and they they had a better season than what everybody was expecting. But when you go look at their roster, they um, their entire team, as far as the big contracts, mm-hmm. fell off this season. Yep. They have about nine players, I think, left on their roster. And of those nine players, they're only in the whole $54 million. Wow, man. And that's how they were able to get KD right. and Irvin and DeAndre, and DeAndre Jordan. Jordan. See, and, and then, like, what else they did was they were willing to take on bad money mm-hmm. 
for picks. For picks. Because they didn't have any they picks. They didn't have any yeah. picks. So it's, yeah. it's the, it's now, I'm going to say I'm gonna say something very unpopular because it goes uh, completely against everything that we've been speaking on the last however many minutes, right? Because uh, we're, we're talking about blueprints, right? Mm-hmm. And we're talking about what happened to uh, Brooklyn, and we've been defending Mike. Now, their principal owner, um, Mikhail... The, the, the Russian. The Russian Prokhorov, guy. The Prokhorov. Prokhorov. Yeah. Prokhorov. Last year, he sold 49% of the Nets to some other... Russian. Uh, no, it wasn't a Chinese guy. It's a Chinese, Chinese guy. guy. He, okay. um, there's an e-commerce, there's, there's a, uh, e-commerce company called um, Alibaba. It's like, oh, it's like, yeah, I heard of it, yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. China's version of Amazon. He's the co-founder, and he bought 49% of it. In 2021, he's supposed to buy the other 51%. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'm saying. The fortunes for the Nets didn't really start to turn until this minority owner came in. Right. Yeah. If we're talking blueprints. We could follow that. Hey, man. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say something crazy, man. Uh, I, I had a barbershop talk today. MJ's pocket is not that deep to me. He doesn't have nah, Mark Cuban. It, it, he doesn't have Mark Cuban money, Joe Lakeup money. Hey man, sell about forty percent of that team. Get somebody with deep pockets. Pay that look, man. Pay the goddamn luxury tax, man. But one time. I, but here's the deal. One time, I, man. I, just, I, one time, now bro. Now keep in mind, the Warriors didn't start intentionally paying the luxury tax until they start winning. Until they got competitive. Until, so I can't knock Joy for not extending his pockets for a non-team uh, team that can't compete. But my thing, but my thing is he's. He's making money year after year after year for the past couple of years after the new CBA deal. Right. $22, $30 million a year. I've been told you want to make money, you got to spend some money. Scare money don't make money. But you none. can't spend money you don't have. Now, and here's the deal. <laughs> even, with, even with as much money as Mike has been making, he is still 31 out of 31 as far as richest owners in the NBA. He is still at the bottom. He barely cracks a billion. He barely cracks. And I, and I think the uh, the Warriors owner, the majority owner, I think he's at like $3.4 billion. Wow. So Mike is barely breaking a billion. Right. And, and Buddy got three times as much. So and, I'm, I, and that will probably segue into our next conversation about whether or not he's a bad owner. So I'll let you bring that in. So a, a local Charlotte media personality. Here we go. Stated that, oh, my gosh. Michael Jordan is the worst owner in Charlotte franchise sports history, <laughs> completely ignoring the other owners. <laughs> so sexual assault and racism is cool. Completely cool. Just as long as you go to the Super Bowl and maybe win. So what do you guys think Don't of that? Is it overreaction? Huh? Don't forget getting happy endings. Oh, happy endings and Jeans Friday. <laughs> so Jamal, what, what, what? No, I'm sorry to you, Vince. What do you think about that conversation? Is Michael Jordan the worst owner in Charlotte? I'm going to ask you guys some questions. And I just Shoot. need I just need a yes or a no. All right. I just need a yes or a no. Has Michael Jordan, as an owner, has he ever been investigated for having a toxic work environment? No. No. Has Michael Jordan ever sent an email criticizing a former player? No. No. Has Michael Jordan ever been recorded making any racist or sexist comments? No. No. Has he ever pushed an opposing player during an NBA game? No. He did slap one, but no. <laughs> that was his player, so he's allowed to do it. Has Michael Jordan, has yeah. Michael Jordan ever had Isaiah Thomas, Hassan Whiteside, and Boogie Cousins on the exact same team at the same time? No. Good. That's has, a good one. Has, has Michael Jordan ever had Kevin Durant, uh, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden on the same team at the same time? No. no. Has Did he draft and trade away Kobe? No. no. Since he became majority owner, does he have the worst NBA record in the league? No, no he does no. not. <laughs> e- emphatic no. Why are we talking about this? What organization has the most minorities and women working in exactly? That would it, be it, the horn. It can't be us because Michael don't care right, about black Michael people. Don't care about, yeah, yeah, it can't be man, us. No, man, look, them prisons don't pay for themselves. <laughs> so, so what? It, I've said this time and time after again. Pointing the finger at Michael Jordan is an easy cop out. Um, it's a hot topic, so I guess I get it. We talk about it, but it's it's just a cop out. It's it's a it cop is. out. Um, you kind of you saw a lot of my thunder, but <laughs> the the simple answer is, as long as James Dolan, Dan Gilbert, yes, I said Dan Gilbert, Robert Sarver, Glenn Taylor, Vivek, uh, Vivek, Vivek. Sacramento Vivek. Kings ownership, whoever he is, 
As long as they exist, <laughs> Michael Jordan is not the worst on in the NBA. Shoot, the Washington Wizards don't even have a GM because A was was A was no, A Poland. No, it was Ted Leonassis, whatever. <laughs> right. He doesn't even want to pay for one. So, needless to say, like uh, this goes back to the point I was making about people who could not wait to pile on, which is I, I can't express enough how annoyed I've been by that. Aside from you know what what's transpired with the team. I want to be very clear again, man. With what happened with the Kimba Walker situation, it makes it real easy He's a cop out, yep. for people to come out of the woodworks, people who don't support the team to begin with, writers and journalism and, and journalists who don't even care about the Hornets. It's so easy for them to come out of the woodworks and get their clicks and their likes right now. Because we Jordan and the Hornets, they gave them rope. You get what I'm saying? Now, to get into the meat of Jordan as an owner, so people are going to point to the draft picks, the the uh, the salaries that people are making. You know what I mean? To speak to the salaries first, you got people saying, "Man, he cheap, man." But there's eighty one million dollars tied up in four three play, play in three four players, three, four players yeah, right now. Players. Oh my gosh! To and I've I've always said I believe that is a result of Michael not wanting to appear cheap. Yeah. Let me remind people he spent $7 million to change the damn name of the team. Not on anything essential. Not on not on somebody coming to Charlotte, but to appease fans to get the name back. Mm-hmm. I, I need everybody to kind of really think about that. What other owner has done anything like that? You Real get what quick. I'm saying? Real quick. I'm going to ask everybody who's listening and everybody who's watching, I'm going to ask them a question and then when I finish the question, I want you to count to 10, and then we can move on to the next topic, okay? Okay. All right, so we're talking about Michael Joy being the worst owner in, in, in the NBA, right? So for everybody who believes this, I want you to think about all the other bad teams. And I want you to now name every as many NBA owners as you can in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> without mentioning the ones I just mentioned. And without using Google. Right. I want you to name every NBA owner possible. Do that. All right, we can move on to next time. All right, we move on, we move on, we move on, we move on. <laughs> so, uh, I'm to throw this out there. The, uh, the article came out on this side about the uh, Panthers owner, the one who everybody wants to buy the Hornets, uh, is... Close to buying a MLS franchise, number 30? What do you guys think about that? Like, it's, it seems like it's imminent and done. How do you guys feel? Um, I mean, he has infinite money, so it's like, I do I really... Richest owner in the NFL? He's the richest owner in the NFL, so, okay, kudos. You bought a team. Great job, man. I, what, I hope people treat the MLS team better than they do the Hornets. That's all I'm going to say. Oh I, no. hope, I hope they give them the same... PSA, if it wasn't for the Hornets... There would be no pro there sports be no in, pro Charlotte. Sports in Charlotte <laughs> and North Carolina. Right. <laughs> now, with you saying that you hope that they treat them better than the Hornets, I'm bringing it back. There has been one positive thing that has come out of this entire Kemba Walker situation with the Hornets. The national or the local news media is actually reporting on the Hornets now. Oh, right. They are actually. Right. Like, I, I have, have never seen, have so, seen so many reports on the Hornets, man. Never. And, and for those of you that are listening and watching, this is part of the reason why we started under construction is because the local media just fails to cover the Hornets. But in the last three or four days, I've seen more Hornets coverage on the local media than I have been the, the last year or so. Right. Yeah. Same. So if that's a positive, then we'll take it. Okay. No doubt. So. I didn't get an answer. So, how do you feel about? I mean, and get, get, <laughs> now get back to it out there, man. I mean, now get back to your MLS. I mean, we we've we've talked about it a few times. Uh, we we did a poll on it, and and the majority of the fans here, or the majority of people here, um, I think it's about 75-25 baseball to soccer. Right. Um, again. Me not being emotionally attached has helped me out because I, I see the business side. Right. And this is just being this is just one step closer that I've been saying the entire time. I, I'll give you a real answer when it comes to that. Um, it, it, it's it's hard for me to answer because we don't know the pulse of soccer fans in this city. I don't anyway. You get what I'm saying? Ooh. Soccer may or may not even be a big deal. It's oh, it's it's okay. Well, you shockers. I drove through That's, downtown on. Saturday, I think, mm-hmm. and apparently there was a soccer game. Okay, because I saw so many Mexican flags. Holy right. crap! Yeah. Now, now, the, get, getting to the point I was and trying to make was Friday. like, it was Saturday, I, Saturday. I just hope 
this doesn't turn to some novelty situation where the MLS team comes and it's great at first. Like, oh, my God, Major League Soccer is here and they're selling out every game and everybody's enjoying it. And then two or three years later, it's like, oh, yeah, the soccer team. You get what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I don't I don't want it to go in that direction if he's seriously thinking I about bringing I don't think that will so. happen be, for the simple fact that soccer, they have such a hardcore following to begin with. Right. And, and even with the sport, the sport – you can kind of say you can kind of racially segregate it, and you can say that uh, a lot of Hispanics follow soccer. But I know a lot, a lot of, of non-Hispanics yeah. who are more uh, basketball and football fans, but will go to more soccer events than 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 anything else. So even if like they would have to go oh and whatever for like five years straight for for the support to wane. But I think I think the local media will actually cover them more than they cover the Hornets because for whatever reason people just don't follow basketball like that. I don't understand it, but people just don't follow basketball unless they follow basketball. Unless if, if they have three superstars on their team, they'll follow it then. Yeah, but you know teams who don't contend don't get followed. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's just how the NBA is now. I mean, that's it not just Charlotte, but. That's not just Charlotte. That's everywhere. You get yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah, y'all remember that Panther season before game? Yeah, yeah. Like we we, we we had a discussion off camera about the Pelicans and like how they had Anthony Davis and they still didn't show up to yeah. games and they still didn't really get nationally covered like that. Yeah. So it's just it's just the culture of the NBA, man. Yeah, no doubt. Now um, I'm gonna steal your thunder because I know we need to move on. We can talk about this all day, but I know one of the questions that we wanted to talk about with everything that's transpired, right? Are we still going to the games? Yeah, yeah. I, I talk. I talk. I've talked a lot of crap on social <laughs> media. Let me let me just say that I I talked a lot of crap on social media, man. I'll be there. I I, I can't I can't divorce this team, man. Oh, it's, of course not. I, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I listen. They royally pissed me off, man, because of just my my Kimber Walker fandom. But at the same token, man, I'll be there throwing eggs at Nick Batum, man. I'm going through a separation with that. Uh, I go to games, but not as many. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. No, nah, I mean I get that. I mean, I think I'm, for, I'm, 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 I'm not making it out to see Minnesota on yeah. Tuesday night in January. I mean, that's actually the games I want to go. Yeah, to. exactly. Like, Cause, like, cause like, yeah. like the games I don't want to go to is when LeBron and, well, yeah, and AD yeah, come to town. Know, I don't want to go to yeah. those games. That's, I want to watch like young, exciting teams. Like we should be like at the Hawks. And and the for me, it'll 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 continue to be the way that it's been since I moved here to Charlotte. If I can go, I'll go. Y'all, y'all, y'all know I go a lot, man. Yeah. And and the thing is, I you should have season tickets. I, I I don't know what's gonna happen that first rainy Monday night when I just get off work and I'm tired, and we're playing some team that's gonna Detroit. kick. Let's go. We're, some team Boston. that's gonna kick our ass. Boston. I'm not going to the Boston game. <laughs> I, no, I I'm going right to now. the. I'm not. No, I'm not. We're going nope. to the Boston game. Nope. 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 <laughs> I, no. Nope. I'd rather go I'm to the Hurricanes game. I'm not watching the Boston Celtics press conference. I'm not watching Kim Walker interview in no damn Boston uniform. <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to see it. I thought when, that would be the game no, we go to. No. No. <laughs> When the Celtics come on the Sports Center, I'm changing the channel. I don't <laughs> want to see it. No. Why didn't we realize that Kimmel was so good? Because he played in Charlotte and you didn't care. So I'm going to dive into the second question. Uh, how do you guys feel about Malik Monk not being on the Summer League roster? Uh, are you disappointed? Is it expected? Um, I'm a little disappointed, but at the same time, third-year players typically don't make it to the Summer League roster. Um, Let me ask you guys a question. Shoot. What is the definition of blackmail? <laughs> blackmail. Yeah, what's the definition of blackmail? I don't, I don't know the textbook definition. Get, what, give me your understanding. What is the what is your understanding? What is your understanding? Uh, what blackmail, is blackmail? Uh when you have something on somebody and you force them to do something for you so you don't spill those secrets. That's why Monk isn't going to Summer League. Explain. He has some he has to have some dirt <laughs> on his on his management. Because he needs to be there. He, I don't care if he's a third year player. He needs to be there. Oh, I'm with you. No, he, I, he has to have some time. And, 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 and y'all know I, I, I want to see Malik Monk succeed. I think it's I think his ceiling is that high to where we, we need to be watching, but he needs to be there. Can I, let me say something else about Malik Monk. I, that ooh, that little dude, boy. Do y'all see the tweet? Y'all see the tweet with a with a devil go, horns? Go, go, go. Lord have mercy, Malik Monk. I swear to God, the first night you have a 7 for 27 night, I'm stealing off on you, dog. Hey, hey, you, like, you know what I thought about when you did that? Let me say what I thought about it first, man. 
Y'all know what I was thinking. It's almost like Malik Monk was like, yep, Kim was gone. <laughs> Time for me to jack him. As many shots as I want to now. Man, 25 shots. Oh. Ah. No, when, when, when Monk was having that streak of good games, and he did that interview. And basically his season went down here from there. That's what I thought about when I saw those those devil emojis. Hey, man. Something just popped up in my brain. I think I'm kind of worried about Terry Rozier and Malik Monk being on the same Ooh. team. I, that just popped up in my mind. That's I, a good one. I might be a little worried in, about in that. The, in the essence of time, because we're getting close to time, let's wait until we see some press conference comments, and we'll come back and address that okay. later. That'll work. Okay. We'll come back. But I know we got some fan questions to get into. Well, right? we, that was the fan question. So okay, okay. Me and Jamal are going to do this since you don't know music. Ah. <laughs> Jamal, give me your top Try five cool female R&B artists. Top five female artists. Uh, number one, unequivocally, Aretha Franklin. Number one. Um, other uh, outside of that, I'm not going to rank them. I'm going to go. I'm I'm going to piss a lot of people off on my oh, next one. And for some reason, I think I'm going to piss off a lot of black ladies with this for some reason. <laughs> he about to say Adele. <laughs> Madonna. Madonna is one of the greatest female artists ever. I don't care if you don't like I'm her not or not. This shit, why? Why? <laughs> for what? For what? I agree with Jamal. Thank you. Thank you. You look at her, first of all, her catalog, the amount of sales she has, the, her impact on not just music, but pop culture. Hello. And the crazy thing is she wasn't really all that talented, but here. She made it work. She made it work. So so why y'all get mad at rappers who ain't talented to make it work? I'm, I'm going to tell you what. Oh, 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 oh. Hey, hey, it ain't the same hey, thing. Hey, it hey, is, hey, it hey, is not the same thing. Hey, no. no actually, actually, I'm not mad at rappers who make it work, but I can acknowledge that they aren't talented. Right. So... Watching top five. <laughs> okay, let me speak to that. Let, let me speak to this talent thing, okay? Madonna has recreated herself over and over again for three decades, y'all. That's a talent. I'm sorry. You call it what you want to, man. The fact that she has been she's been versatile enough to sing any type of song, it's been rock, it's been R and B, it's been straight pop, it's been a lot of things she's been. She's had these all these musical identities, and you gotta give her credit for that. Don't want to speak but too much here's time. my deal, though. If if that happens today, we criticize them for appropriating whatever culture. Let me, so are, are we? Are we? History is actually kind to artists that do that. You look at Prince. Okay, y'all remember when Prince was a rapper? Yeah, nobody. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do. In the night, yeah. yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, Prince, yeah. Prince, who yes. who has a very tepid relationship with hip hop. He had like two rap albums. He did, yeah, he yeah. Did. yeah. But right. the thing is, but he's Prince and he can get away with exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> so when we look, at, and at the time, those those records were panned by critics. Everyone hated them. But Lex, sexy MF, or Get Off, playing the club right now. Caps, caps. Hey. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Are so saying, are y'all saying that you need to uh, to establish yourself as a legitimate artist I, before? That's you start important. That's good. That's, that's important. Good. I, I agree. There. That's important because mm-hmm. Madonna was in the game two decades before she did her R&B album. Okay. Which was I, Secrets and which is a dope album, by the way. Okay, so. so. All right, moving on. All right, so. Uh, <laughs> I know I know one you're going to say. <laughs> you, you don't. Actually. Yes, I do. I no, know one you're going to say. No, you don't. You want to say the name for you? Go ahead. Shade. She's in my top five. She, she's in my top five. She's in my top five. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's actually see? my number one. See? But see, no, here's the thing, though. I can separate my personal favorites from who I believe are the best female I artists. I can do that. <laughs> I, Sade to me is maybe top 15, 10, but she's my number one. I know that don't make a lot of sense to people, but I can separate the two. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, moving on, uh, a lot of people don't really know this artist, but Carol King, who is an incredible songwriter, I will put her in the top five. Uh, we got what, two left? Mm-hmm. This is harder than I thought, man. I ain't gonna lie, dude. This is harder than well, I thought. Let me, knock, let me knock some off. I'm gonna say, for me, mm-hmm. accolades and everything. Okay, Aretha Franklin. Got to. She's the queen, man. Yeah, anybody leave her off the list? She's yeah. retarded. Yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna put Diana Ross on that list. That's not a bad pick, bro. Yeah. And I'm gonna put Whitney Houston. Yeah, well, she's on mine. Yeah. I'm gonna say. Uh, Whitney's not on mine. I don't tell you why. And I'm gonna say, uh, <laughs> you just you just messed my mind up. Like you just messed me. Up. You just you said Whitney's not on yours. She, like she's not on mine. You just you messed me up, man. Uh, I'm gonna tell really? you. Really? The reason Whitney's not on my list, her voice is what it is. But that's it. Whitney ain't write nothing. Whitney ain't produced nothing. Whitney, 
Listen, you I, can't snort coke that listen, long and listen, stay on top stop, of your game, and that's stop. not being talent. Look, listen, listen, <laughs> listen, listen. I'm hard on the word artist. I'm very hard when it comes to that word. I am. I'm sorry, man. I just am because that word artist means a whole lot to me. When you when it when it comes to artists, artists come up with their own concepts, their own songs. They write their stuff. They produce their stuff. Sorry, man. Whitney didn't do that, but her, she's. Right, the, let me. I'm giving my top five real quick. So we got here. Aretha, Janet Jackson. Hmm. I'm gonna put Whitney Houston on there only because her talent was so, so great, so good. Uh, Sade and the controversial pick. I'm sorry, it was gonna be Anita Baker, but I have to say Beyonce. I'm saying Beyonce too. I, I'm sorry, I'm Jamal. And, and, I, and, and, and I'm, I'm gonna say Mary J. Blige. Dog. Uh, I, I can't put Mary J on there, but because her, I got my last her, Go her, ahead. Peak, her peak was was really good, but then it it, it was never as good. I, like Lauren Hill had a greater peak than Mary J. Blige, and I you're not gonna find Lauren Hill on my top maybe ten. But the the thing is, Beyonce for almost twenty five years yeah. has been topping the charts. She can sing. She's ten. Like you said, artist. Like you said, artist. She ain't no artist, man. Dog, she, I mean, I, she can I, sing. I, like, like I'm. I I mean, not, have, you, have, you, have you been to her? Not, not by my definition. Have you been to her? But I'm saying, she is. Okay, she's an artist in the same way. Madonna. Michael Jackson was an artist. No, no. Hold on, hold on. No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Michael Jackson's greatest, and I love y'all, I love Michael Jackson. Me too. But Michael Jackson's greatest Albums were he didn't write, write or produce. That is not true. It Quincy, is that is not true. true. Quin, Quincy Jones, not. Quincy Jones, and Lewis. Quincy Jones and Lewis There's, Johnson. Ooh, let me tell you where you're wrong. No, those, Lewis Johnson played bass. I, yes, no, he did play bass. Hold on, Billy Jean, Billy Jean. Okay, one of the most like. Who played bass on that? Who Lewis wrote the song? Who was Johnson? Hey, you want to know who wrote Billy Jean? Uh, Michael he, Jackson wrote he, the song. He had, Quincy. Hold on, we wouldn't even be talking about Billy Jean if it weren't for that bass line or Quincy Jones production or the fact that it went through. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're, we're going to switch gears right now. <laughs> no, no, we got to finish. I know, let, let me give right, you, go get, get I'm going to give two. you my two, and I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. Okay, I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. Give me your two. Give us your two. A, a glaring omission by my list is Nina Simone. I don't know how Thank that's you. not on anybody. Hold on, hold on, I was waiting on North that one. North Carolina native. North Carolina native. Real quick on Nina Simone, because I was going to say Nina Simone, Ella Fitzgerald, but you start adding Billy Holidays, and they weren't really R&B singers by modern standards. Right. They were more jazz yes. type singers. Very true. But, but, okay, but yeah, good choice. Yeah, and the last one was Billie Holiday, so yeah. But let me get back to why you're wrong <laughs> on Michael Jackson. I want, I'm giving you some homework. When we get through with this thing, I want you to go on Google, title, whatever you got to do, and look at the credits on Thriller and Off the Wall. Hold on. Those... Nas' daughter got credits Okay, so yeah. Man, you, 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 realize, same thing. you realize that... Anybody can get a writing credit. I, it's, no, it's, no. Yes, I, yes, I do realize okay, so, that. Right, you so, are wrong. And, and you really think they're gonna not let Michael Jackson get a writing credit? Quincy oh Jones, y'all are so wrong. Quincy, Quincy Jones it's, has come Drake out. Drake has writing credit. Y'all are so off on no, this. It I, don't I'm even just, make no sense. On, I, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. When it, when it comes to you, 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 you're saying when it comes to being an artist. My point was that if you look at what Beyonce has done, she, she's an actress. Okay, mm -hmm. fine. She's Ooh, an actress. Hurry up and finish. Hold on. She's Ooh. an actress. She can sing. She can dance. She she has been in the charts and in the news for the last twenty five years. Yeah. No one can. I mean, that well, kind of longevity. Well, you know, Mike kind of hasn't been here for ten years to be in the, the news. Oh, so, I'm not, but, like, but, but but when he was here, like he he dominated. Mike Michael Jackson is the reason why ooh, MTV played, played yeah, black I, music yeah. in the beginning. You, I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not, now, trying, it, I'm not disparaging no, Michael Jackson. I'm just saying you can't you say can't Beyonce put, is not an artist and then be like be like someone you just said when you. And don't write her own songs. Michael Jackson's best song ever, he didn't write. Oh, God. Oh, you're so Did, I know, no, no, hold on. No, you know I know music as well as you do. I know you do. You that's, yeah. why so, so that's, that's why it's so disappointing. That's why it's so disappointing. You guys are more qualified to have this conversation. Ooh. I have no problem admitting that. But let me I can't sit finish, here please. and Ooh. let you put her in the same realm. As I'm not, Michael. no, I, no I, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm just saying you can't say Beyonce's not an artist because she doesn't. What is? What doesn't Beyonce do? Ooh, she does boy. everything. Man. She does Ooh, everything. Have you ever, like, I know you have not, but I got dragged to a Beyonce show 
And I was like, oh my god, that is her being a no. She is that is her being a performer. Yes, no. Yes, I was like, that's part of being an artist. That's part of being an artist. Okay, we got different definitions of artist. Cool. Okay, okay, I give you that. Cool, cool. I defer. Okay, I got one more thing to say. We're gonna shout out. No, we are not. I have one more thing to say. We are gonna listen to one more thing I got to say. We're not. We are not ending on that note. Next episode, the conversation would be, what is the definition of an artist? Stay tuned. We're bringing no. I'm an artist, and I'm serious about my about Michael not writing stuff because you were so wrong on this. <laughs> so, so you know, like the later albums that wasn't as popular as Thriller and Off the Blood Wall. Blood on the Dance Floor. All and, that, yeah. and History Vince and all that stuff. Little. Yeah, you know what? On History, it is producer and write. Yes, producer and writer credits M. Jackson. But them albums wasn't good. I don't care. <laughs> Doc, he has the ability to do it on his own. You're not going to sit here and you tell know, me. Okay, but do you know why? Do you know why he decided to do that? Because, you know, actually, you know who was giving Mike Jackson the most guff during his career for that? Was Prince. Prince. Because Prince could do it all. And he told Mike, he told Mike Jackson to his face, you're, you're just a song and dance, man. You can't do you're what so wrong. I do. You're that, so that, wrong. Hold on. I'm not saying Ooh. Prince is right. And I'm not saying that Michael Jackson is not an artist. I never said that. Lord I think Jesus Michael Jackson Christ. is the greatest, he's the greatest performer we've ever seen in history, bar none. Let me say one thing but about Thriller. I'm Let just, me say one more thing about Thriller. What was the original title of Thriller? Let me, I, I forgot. It, I, was, called, was, it was called Chiller Night. <laughs> Michael Jackson came up with that title, Chiller Night, and, 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 and Quincy, Quincy Jones like, said, nah, bro, nah, bro. We're not, we <laughs> not doing that. Bruh, we don't know. We don't know if it wouldn't have worked out or not, though. We, Let, we still don't know if it wouldn't have worked out. Because <laughs> there's a lot of stuff back in the day that was successful <laughs> hey, that if it Came hey, out today, hey. we wouldn't rock with it. That, uh, do, you remember the song Centipede by Reby Jackson? Oh, you remember God. that song? Un unfortunately. You yeah. remember the song? You remember how big did, that song was? Did he write that? You know, you wanna know who wrote <laughs> produced that song? Michael Jackson wrote produced Centipede. It, it, it was good. Bad. Whatever. It was all over the charts. <laughs> Somebody liked it. It's bad because her name is Jackson. That's why I'm, I'm gonna end it on that note. Alright, so we're that's it. That's it. That's it. Alright, no more. So we're going into our shout outs. <laughs> Vince, do you want to start us out today? I'll start out with the shout outs. Okay, so I've been here in Charlotte for the last four years. I'm pretty detached with the uh, local hip-hop scene. I have no problem admitting that. I'm, I'm older now. I have my core artists. But I've been hearing about Elevator J for the last couple months. Yeah, no doubt, man. And a couple weeks ago, I uh, I help said, you know you what? Help me get you on. <laughs> <laughs> and a couple weeks ago, I said, you know what? Let me go I listen to this guy's music because we hear, we everybody knows the baby. So let me go listen to quote unquote side B of the Charlotte hip hop scene. Yeah. And um I'm pissed off it took me so long to get put onto him. Yeah. Like I listened to his three studio albums mm -hmm. and like each and every one got better, better. and better and better. Yeah, no and Right now, I'm questioning myself because... I want to have him on this show eventually. Hey, I'm all for it. Yeah. I'm all for it. Elevator J, reach out, bro. <laughs> yeah, so my question, uh, one thing I've been asking myself, because his, his last studio album um, was it's like two years ago. Mm -hmm. So like, why does he not have a bigger platform? And when he does, I just can't wait because the music was dope. So shout out to Elevator J for putting out good music, you know, representing Charlotte and all that good stuff. And I uh, definitely wish you more success. My shout out goes to uh, my brother, my very good friend DJ Justice. Um, I went to <clears throat> I went to an event last night called uh, Justice for All. It was highlighting him as the DJ. There are way too many people in Charlotte who don't know who this dude is. Mm -hmm. I, I said something. Me, me, and uh, me and my boy Blues was walking up to the to the uh, event last night. I said, "Man, Charlotte is gonna not appreciate Justice like they didn't appreciate Kim Walker." That's how strong we state. That's how strongly I feel about about my brother Justice, man. The the event itself it highlights non pop music. is 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 something for you to like, kind of just experience something different, man. And when I tell you the crowd there, they literally stood up and and applauded the DJ after the set was done. Wow! Like, and he's been doing this for years and years and years and years, and he just does not get enough credit, man. So again, my shout out goes to my brother DJ Justice, man. Hold on, I'm going to piggyback on the two music-related shout-outs, <clears throat> and this is breaking news. I'm going to give a shout-out to Nocturnal and Snug Harbor. No doubt, man. I just got word that they're shutting it down. No. But Snug Harbor claims uh, that the attendance has gotten too good, and they're always too close to breaking fire codes. So effective immediately... Nocturnal will no longer be a snug that, harbor. More disappointing news today. Man. Yeah, that was that. that was pretty big. I've never mm. heard of a venue getting too, too big. successful. That's odd, but um, 
Uh, shout out to Justin Aswell yeah, no and doubt. David Ray, aka Shadow, Shadow. Two. The, the biggest, you know, um, reasons that we have Nocturnal week after week. They've already, you know, confirmed that there are other interested venues in Charlotte because Nocturnal up. is it's just good, too popular. If, if you've never been to Nocturnal and you claim you like hip hop. Then, then, yeah, you gotta go. Or I'm gonna come find you and pull your car. It, it, it is a great party for a Monday it is, night. Yeah, it I really mean, is. And it, and it represents all Monday? five elements yeah. of hip hop, and you it's know, late. in in it's a crazy. real way, not in a, a cliche yeah. way. I mean, if you're a b boy, and there's something for everybody. Yeah, you got b boy. If you if you if you MC, if you even if you like. The kind of rap music Rodney listened to. <laughs> um, I listen to it. I like comedy. I listen to everything, right, man. Yeah, so, but, but yeah, so shout out to Nocturnal. Uh, hopefully, they get back you know, on their feet soon, and we can go back to rocking out these Monday nights. All right, no doubt. Finally, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Kimba Walker. Yeah, no doubt. Thank you for eight years in Charlotte. Uh, we wish you the best of luck in Boston. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to buy your jersey, but uh, yeah, we're not doing that. We're not doing that, but we just wish you the best of luck, man. MVP season. Uh, I don't want you. I want you to win the championship, but maybe you get traded to the Knicks or something. Win it, win <laughs> the Knicks rather than Boston, but man, we love you. We're out, man. All right, appreciate it, y'all. See y'all in a while. Next week. Yeah.